You are listening to the One Life Podcast by Stena Fitness, where we share our tips, journey, and failings to help you maximize your one life. Okay, we're live. Welcome. I can't scratch my head now because we're live. I'll be the pump-up crew. <laughs> woo woo. So welcome to episode 16 of your One Life podcast with Steiner Fitness. Uh, this is our first time doing it live, so if you're listening to this on a podcast service later, uh, we're doing them live uh, on video now, so be able to catch the um, video of us on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, IGTV and Facebook. So check your socials, we'll be there live, so it'll be a fun way to interact with us. And today we're talking about <laughs> when things don't go your way. But first, what lovely green-ish brown sewage-looking beverage do we have today? So if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, we always start out with what we're drinking. So we're being we're being healthy, even though we kind of wanted wine. We're like, no, we're doing healthy. The wine will be after. So we are having mint and chlorophyll kombucha. Yum. And I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't brew it. We bought it. So... Okay, moving along. All right, so <laughs> today we're talking about when things don't go your way. And I'm gonna tell a story, uh, and the story is focused on us, so I apologize, but I think there's lots of really great uh, learnings in it, and Julie's gonna help us get those out at the end. Um, so first off, two years ago, almost to the month, two years ago, July, July 2019, uh, Julie and I both qualified to represent Canada at the age group world triathlon championships and they're being held at edmonton which is just three hours north of us so we thought in 2020 summer 2020 and we thought this could be awesome we'll go up our base together the kids can come watch the family can come watch and we'll just have a really fun uh weekend it'll be a great experience for the girls to, to kind of see oh, mom and dad I say, and... can i say something about they just cut me off okay this is like essentially a replay because we both went to Worlds in Portugal in Madeira in 2004. 2004, before I think. Before we were married, before we had kids. So this would have been a chance for them to come see us in action. Yeah, because the uniforms are way better now <laughs> than back then. Like back then, the guys wore the little Speedos with Ours like a top bad. to here. Ours were bathing suits, but... They're much better now. So we had to do it just to get the new gear. Um, and so we qualified for that. We were super excited, laid out our training plan, you know, and really structured our lives to a certain extent around training for, from, you know, July of 2019 until with the goal of August, 2020 being the race. And of course we all know what happened. We won't get into it. Uh, it was canceled. And so, you know, there's the big build up to Christmas and then Santa never came, so to speak. And then there was. Uh, a couple months we didn't know what was happening, if it's going to be rescheduled, just cancelled, what? And then eventually they came out and said, okay, World 2020 is now World's 2021 in Edmonton, end of August. Refocus, we're doing it next year. Yeah, so this is even better. We had an extra extra year to train. Year to train. We took advantage of that. We again put a lot of time, energy, um, resources and structured a lot around training and just this past thursday kind of knew what was happening but until the band-aid came off you held out hope no friday this past friday we found out it was cancelled again and the statement was something along the lines of not happy in edmonton we'll try and find somewhere else so who knows what that means we don't know when where if 
So, you know, essentially, but Edmonton is not happening. That is canceled. And who knows if they put it in Russia somewhere, obviously we're not going. Uh, it won't be a home country world. So I was super bummed. Like I was, I had some tears. I only cried during cool runnings. Sometimes remember the Titans. Aww. Those are emotional shows. You should watch them, everyone. The underdog shows. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, I was really upset. I was really excited. And so it was like two Christmases where the, the build up, the excitement, and Santa never came. And, and that's, that's my analogy. And I was really, I was really down. And Julie, um, thank you, took the time to kind of say, don't be stupid. Like there's a lot I didn't of similar. See that. No, that's that was the meaning behind it. <laughs> there's a lot of awesome things that came out of the two-year journey, the two-year build-up, despite the end result not being what what we pictured. And so I think you're gonna yeah, cut me so off, I was... please. I've been talking too much. <laughs> so uh, right away I was like, snap out of it. We've had two years of being healthy, having goals, working towards our goals together showing up as a positive example for all of our clients, for our girls, for our friends. They know that we're doing this, so they know that we're always gonna show up and we always kind of have had that in the back of our mind that yeah. let's keep doing this. We ha both have a love for the training. I think, I don't know, I really like the training. I think I like the training. I like racing too, but I mean, you train for so long for such a short event that you have to love the training. Yeah. So if you don't love the training, <laughs> It's not the There's a lot of early mornings in a dark, cold basement, and if you didn't like the training, it wouldn't be worth it. And a lot sure. of early mornings of getting in the car at minus 20 to jump in the pool, which I was so thankful for because the pools were open a little bit. But anyways, I'm getting off topic. Um, and the other, the huge silver lining for me is that it could be somewhere better. Like they're going to reschedule this race and maybe they're going to say it's in the Bahamas or it's in San Diego, Cancun. it's in Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know. It's in Australia. Like, I don't know wherever, if it's somewhere awesome, we are going and we're bringing our girls and we're just making yeah. it a big family event. We will figure out the babysitting piece at some point, but that's just how we do it. So I think that, I think it's better. And then the other thing I was talking to a friend and I said, maybe we would have crashed. I don't know, maybe we would have got a flat. Maybe we would have got... Why are you telling me all these terrible things that could happen? Well, I'm just thinking, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we would have crashed out of the race. Maybe, it, maybe we yes. would have been injured, not able to race. So I feel like I'm always kind of like the spiritual person that's like <laughs> <laughs> thinking of all these other things that could have happened. So. And I'm like, I only eat a lot of nachos and I'm not doing that till after. So let's find out what's happening here. But I think, I think that, you know, really important is, you know, you really need to focus on these silver linings because you can't discount two years of great times of hanging out with friends while we train, of being excited about goals, of having a healthy lifestyle, just because the end result isn't what, what you want. And so I know this story is specific to us. But I think there's a lot of learnings there. And I think if you look at a time where you were really excited about something and, and you work towards it, whether it's school, a job, um, you know, friendship, relationship, and it didn't work out in the end, you know, there's so many learnings. You know, maybe it was that ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, it didn't work out. But think of, you know, maybe you had some great trips with it. Maybe you really learned about yourself. Or if you went to school for something and then changed careers, 
well, that first degree isn't wasted. You know, think of all the skills you learned that are still, you know, helping you today. Um, and so I think there's a lot of learnings and we're going to go into those, um, some more at the end, some of the takeaways, but first I'm going to do a quick plug. Uh, if you're looking to improve your health, wellness, looking for, you know, side income or a primary income, you know, there's three ways that Julie and I can help you with that. The first is join us uh, for a client. We have the Netflix of fitness. You've heard me talk about it before. Nutrition programs, nutrition product. You get us as your personal coaches for a year and the price is, is less than you're paying for one of your uh, subscription TV providers, whether it's Disney or Netflix, whatever. So that's one great way. Second is join us as a business uh, partner. We have uh, a team that we mentor and we'd love to, to work with you as well. And the third way is, is please subscribe, you know, keep watching the, or listening to the, the podcast now, video podcast, like, comment, Ciao. share, please uh, follow us on, on the social media, social media. Julie is just Julie Stenner. I am now the time crunch triathlete uh, on YouTube and Instagram and all that will be in the, the show notes yeah, below. We're branching out to YouTube, which is fun because yeah. I feel like if we're in more places, we can have more reach and help more people and just give more people more positivity and get more people active. And this is totally off topic, but just have fun. Like I'm like, YouTube looks like fun. I want to try it. It looks like fun. And so I'm doing it. And if it's not fun later, who knows, but just try things that look fun. Okay. So, but why is my tirade? <laughs> I've talked way too much today. No, that's okay. Okay. Good. I'm not used to going. <laughs> it's the kombucha with all the caffeine. I don't know why I was nervous. Like I go on in IGTV lives all the time. Just in case I did the bunny ears. Because I just go on my rants and I'm talking about what I'm doing or what I'm making or what mindset moment I had from that day. But for some reason going live for the podcast, I feel like speechless. <laughs> uh, oh, who does that? That's on shit creek. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Another off-topic comment. That's a good show. Uh, but why? Why is it important? Uh, just to kind of wrap us up here and give some takeaways. Why is it important that we find that silver lining? Because we, I mean, I feel like you, you just have to take your wisdom in from the last two years and just know that things aren't always going to work out as planned. And things rarely work out. Yeah, things. I, I, as we and we learned this more in the last year and a half with COVID more than ever and that you just have to roll with it you just have to take the lessons that as they come and just go with it you don't want to like totally discount the journey you don't depending what you're working towards like say like Kevin said for example if you went to school to be a dentist and you started working for example and you decided that you hate it all that journey that you were through, all those exams, all the studying, all the friends you made, all of that is not gone to waste. Yeah. It is gone to build a better you, to give you a platform for where you can grow from. Yeah. So is that, is that kind of what I think that's the main takeaway. I mean, I kind of jotted down that, uh, and I'm going to read it because my memory is poor today. You know, don't just count a journey because the ending isn't what you pictured. And I think we do that a lot. And I don't think the right? ending does anyone ever get to the ending where they pictured like no really? it, it, it's like it's like when you're stuck in the car with your family when you're 10 and they're like just enjoy the drive kevin it's not that long and and then you get where you're going and you're like you know what the car ride with the music and the snacks and the games <laughs> like that was more fun than getting to where i'm going and now it's raining yeah a lot of times so, the journey is way more fun are we saying our parents were right all along 
Okay. All right. So I think anything else on that? I think we're, I think we're going over. <laughs> we're going over time. Oh, there's more people that are listening. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll finish this off with the fail of the week. Um, and so as you know, we're at 30 for life going on, and this is a challenge, not a challenge. It's kind of a lifestyle program that Julie and I created based on our trial and error of different programs. And it's going on in our client groups yeah. and we're doing it personally because yeah. we, we are one, we are part of it. Yeah. And, and so really what it is, is we think if you do these six things, you know, every day for the rest of your life, it's going to be an awesome life. And those are seven hours of sleep a night, four liters of water a day, 30 minutes of exercise a day, 15 minutes outside a day. Um, follow a nutrition program and only like, choose one of alcohol at most one of alcohol sugar or like chips a day so you can't have chips and wine and the last one before read, i forget it i'm read, gonna forget read, no you're not and read 10 pages of personal development a day so something that's going to help you become a better person or 10 minutes of gratitude whatever serves your soul and i fail every day this week <laughs> uh mostly it was to sleep yeah the sleep uh, and the exercise and when i'm up late working then that gets me with exercise it gets me with sleep and it gets me with snacks we did have chocolate chips in the house i don't think julie saw them i i was gonna do some baking i'm like i think i saw some chocolate chips yeah. up there no i must not you have. did they're oh. gone uh <laughs> and you know it's just yeah, yeah, I was not that bad. No, you were good. This no, I fail in the sleep, but... Yeah, but it's just, you know, I didn't hit all the targets, but at least I have those targets to work towards. Um, and hopefully this week I'll be better with them. Last week was a bit crazy, but, you know, if you don't have the targets, you don't know if you're hitting them or not. Yeah. And I'd rather have ta targets and f I mean, meet them, but if not, I'd rather target targets and not meet them as opposed to not even knowing what I was shooting for. And it's something sustainable too. Like if we had this ridiculous plan of like, we got to work out two hours a day, no sugar, no carbs, no wine like that, then you would feel really bad because that is not attainable or sustainable. Or fun. Zero I mean, fun. I feel like our 30 for life is for life. Like, yeah. and if you don't, if we're failing, then it's just like, oh, I know I can do better. It's not like, oh, I know that reach is like so crazy that I'm never going to hit it. Like I'll just, I'll just quit. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not a, I'm going to quit. It's like, okay, I'm just going to try again tomorrow. And a lot of times, like we always say, like you have to fail to succeed. So where are we failing? How are we going to succeed? Yeah, How I are we going to fix that for next week? What are you going to do for next week? I just went out and bought a big, dark chocolate bar. <laughs> Well, I'm done. <laughs> it's well, it's like 70%, 80%, so it doesn't count because it's antioxidants. There we go. Sweet. So, how are you going to fix it for next week? We don't. This <laughs> not We're live. Woo! Yes, I've got him. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bedtime. It's hard too when you're like a super busy professional and yeah, but you're not, burning the candle. Let's not make excuses. I, I think it's really, you know, when, when you work from home and you add up all the, the lost half hour, five minutes in the day, you know, that can add up to your half hour that you missed sleeping or the half hour you missed exercise. And so I think, I think it's, you know, really watching those slippages. It's more, I think it's more when you have kids because it's always like, oh, daddy, come up. What are you doing? Come daddy, see me. Come see me. <laughs> so it's been, it's been nice for me. Yeah. All right. I think we're good.
We're gonna sign off. And we're having our wine now. Are we? Yeah. Are we? You promised. <laughs> Anyways, we can discuss that later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a good night. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so forever grateful for you all. And we just love all your comments and adding so much to your lives. So hope you all have a great Saturday night and signing off for the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you love this episode, and if you have friends who also want to maximize their one life, we would so appreciate if you like, comment, and share this with your friends so we can keep these episodes coming. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Julie Stanner and at KStan81. Or drop us a comment and a DM with your questions. We'd be happy to chat with you guys. As always, contact us at stannerfitness at gmail.com. And don't forget to maximize your one life. Welcome back to Divorced and Done. I'm Rob Woodward, joined by Darren Schmidt. We are very pleased to be joined uh, by our second guests, our dear friends, Julie and Kevin Stenner of Stenner Fitness. Uh, By way of background, as all the listeners know, Darren and I met each other in law school, but we also met Kevin in law school, uh, as he's also a lawyer, and it's great that he could be here uh, with his wife, Julie. Uh, And Darren, I know you have dug into their background and why they're joining us today on the podcast. Do you want to let our listeners know? Do I ever. I am so pumped. Uh, Yeah, so Kevin, Rob, and I all went to law school together. Uh, What a wonderful experience that was. Um, But enough about that. Let's get on to Kevin and Julie. (laughs) Kevin and Julie are what I think we could describe as a power couple. They both live in Calgary. They're each one half of what is now Stenner Fitness. Kevin is a litigation lawyer at Carbert Waite in Calgary. Uh, He runs a YouTube channel called The Time Crunch Triathlete. Uh, That can be found on YouTube and other social media channels. He's completing something called an Everesting Triathlon, which is exhausting just to say, let alone do. Let's get on to the important part of the couple, Julie. Uh, Julie is a self-employed physical therapist. I understand she's also an educational consultant. She's a physiotherapist. I understand she has a master's in physiotherapy from Queen's University. And I think she's also a mobile yoga instructor. But most importantly, they are podcast colleagues. They host a podcast called Your One Life with Stenner Fitness. The description of the podcast is we all have one chance at this one life. How are you going to choose to live it? Let's talk maximizing health, wealth, fitness, and everything in between. And those are the exact things we're going to be talking with Kevin and Julie about today. Kevin, Julie, welcome to the Divorced and Done podcast. Thank you you. so much. It's um, a real pleasure to be here. And I just love what you guys are doing and and the value you're providing to uh, the world out there. So uh, kudos to both of you. Fantastic stuff. Tell us a little bit about this Stenner Fitness and this journey into putting yourselves both out into social media and running Stenner Fitness. Just let our listeners kind of know what is Stenner Fitness and what are you guys up to? So I think, you know, going back a few decades in our life, we've both been passionate athletes. And through, you know, careers and kids, I think we strayed away from from that a little bit. 
and we were still active and, and, and in shape and focused on fitness, but it was maybe taking a, a back seat, a passenger seat. And we've always wanted to do something in the fitness realm and have a, a fitness business, you know, um, a passion of both of ours. And, you know, our, our kind of goal for 2021 was just to say yes and execute and do things. So we thought, you know, now's as good a time as ever. There's never a perfect time. Let's get this fitness uh, business off the ground and really try and impact people and, and help help their lives in both, you know, mental, physical and, and all aspects of it. So, you know, that's been our goal for 2021 is just to provide value to to our clients and, and on our social media platforms as well. Yeah, I think you said it well. I think, um, yeah, like Kevin said, we just started, we actually started in 2020. We did, late so, 2020. And we started our podcast around the same time too. We thought, you know, it's like COVID, piv- not, we're, we're not really pivoting, we're just extending what we're already doing. So, I mean, it was just really a good time for us. And we met some good friends in Ontario who helped us get started with our fitness business as well. And we just thought, let's just do it together because I was going to do it myself. And then Kevin's like, no, let's do it together. (laughs) So he kind of really pushed me to do it. So, and we've definitely been stronger together doing this. Excellent. So we know about your podcast. I know about your YouTube channel as well, where you have your podcast, which is cool. What are you doing? Because you mentioned your fitness company directly. What are you doing with individuals? So what we do is we have uh, clients join up with us and we have essentially the Netflix of fitness. And so we talk to them about what their goals are, what the history is, any injuries, any special situations we need, need to know about. And then we pair them with, with one of the, the programs we have. Um, and it's fully streamable, direct to their home, minimal equipment required. You know, they can do it if they're out camping, they can do it in the basement, they can take it to the gym with it if they want. And then we provide one-on-one coaching and assistance with them um, as they go through that program and then also for the whole year. And once they finish that program, you know, we talk about it. How do you how did you do? How have your goals changed? And then we help them pick another one. And it kind of continues on for the course of the year. And we also do a lot of uh, nutritional consultation and nutritional uh, help and, and advice as well. And and to be honest, sometimes we're just here, I think, for mindset advice. People have the fitness taken care of, but they want to be a part of our uh, accountability group, which we run through our, our own app, not on, on social media. And I just want to have those cheerleaders behind them, you know, to say, I did this and, and they get the positive feedback. And I think it, it really creates those small wins and those small wins, whatever it is, that's what creates momentum and it just keeps going and it creates a really fantastic loop, I think. Yeah, we have a place that they can check in on the app every day. They can upload a picture of themselves. They can log their nutrition. They can log their water, all their nutrition, their protein intake and their workouts as well. And then we just have a place. It's just a safe place, totally private app. And we just cheer each other on. So that's the big part is that having that accountability, you always know that someone's going to be showing up for you that day in that group. And it makes it fun. And I think, I think we forget to have fun when we work out and we think it needs to be this, you know, isolated incident or we're always going for extreme challenges and I'm all for that. I love them. But at the root of it is we do it because it's fun. And, you know, to be honest, the word workout somewhat bothers me because we're not working like we're kind of playing when you think about it. And I think, you know, having that fun group and the plug, the plug and play um, streaming programs, it just brings the fun back into it. 
and you don't have to like drive anywhere and make a big scene about it. Just get it done, have fun, and on you go with your day. So um, a lot of our listeners are going through what is probably the most stressful moment of their life. They're going through a separation from their common law spouse, or they're seeking a divorce from their married partner. Um, I know you, you know, on your podcast and, and through your social media feeds, you talk about mindset. Uh, and, and that's filtered through a fitness mindset and, and fitness activities, clearly. Um, what, are, what are some ways people can maybe get through a stressful situation from a mindset, just starting from a mindset perspective, not even getting off of a chair and, and doing exercise, um, just starting with um, what kind of mindset do I need to sort of persevere and overcome this? So I think one thing Julie taught me, and, and she did teach me this, and apologies for always cutting you off and jumping in, but <laughs> is is uh, is to have a gratitude practice. And I know it may sound a little bit cliche in 2021. We've probably all heard it a lot, but it does make a big difference. And it's as simple as, you know, three easy ways to incorporate it into your day. So when I wake up now, I have my day planner and I just write down one thing I'm grateful for. And maybe it's, I woke up, maybe it's sunny, maybe something more substantive. Uh, and I know Julie does the same and has a whole morning routine and, and mantra, that, mantra that puts her in a good mindset. And then the next thing we do is, is at the dinner table, we go around the table. And, you know, if you're eating on your own, you can still do this. You just check in with yourself and say, what am I grateful for that happened today? And again, that puts you in, in a better mindset. And then before we go to bed, we do it with our kids. And we should probably do it with each other. And, and if you're on your own, you know, you do it with yourself is, you know, what's something I love today and what's something I learned today? And just by sprinkling in that gratitude, I think, throughout the day, it helps with a positive mindset. So I think that, that that's one, one tip. The second one is, you know, what you project to the world is what you give back, is what you get back. And so even if we all have those days and you just hate everyone and everything, and you don't know why, and then the world reflects that back. So when you're having those days, if you can force yourself to smile, even if it's fake, if you can force yourself to open the door for someone in the office, you know, if you can force yourself to, when you buy groceries, they say, you'd like to donate $2 to whatever charity, you know, just say yes, just smile, just open that door for someone. And what you're going to see is the people you, you do that for are going to reflect back a more positive energy. And it's going to help you, I think, change your mindset. You know, so again, it, it may sound cheesy, but I've really been working on, on these the last year and has really made a difference. Uh, anything you want to add? It's kind of like the law of attraction. But one thing I I think a lot of people think that we are always happy and positive and we just wake up like, <laughs> oh yeah, let's go. It's, That's the impression I get watching you guys. <laughs> it takes work. Like we don't wake up. Well, I don't wake up like happy, motivated every single day. So those days that are really struggle, hard to get out of bed, don't want to get, don't want to like, you want to sleep in, pass your alarm, all those days that are hard to get up and moving, you just do it anyways. I know there's like no magic trick for that, but you just have to have that in your mind to just do it anyways and have something that you're excited to wake up for. So yeah. I always tell my clients, not everyone likes to work out in the morning, not everyone's happy in the morning, but if you intentionally 
decide that you're going to wake up and get a quick workout in before the day starts, before the world gets up. That means that you're putting you first, you're showing up for you first, showing up for the world, filling your cup, as they say, so you can overflow into others. And it sounds cheesy, but it works. Like every day, just have that in your mind, show up for you. And if you don't feel like it, do it anyways, do it anyways. Like that's just what you got to do. Yeah. And and to build on that, I actually read a quote right before we jumped on, and I'll probably get it wrong, but it was it was talking about does motivation cause action or does action cause motivation? And what this study was saying is that action actually breeds motivation, not the other way around. So the days you don't want to do it, those are the days to really dig deep and try and do something. Right? Something is better than nothing. You know, maybe you want to do a half hour workout. Even if you get 10 minutes in, right, that action is going to create motivation, which is just going to create that momentum. And it's just going to, it's just going to help. Maybe you don't even want to do a workout. Maybe, maybe you're so like, you're not there yet and you're not ready to work out, but you want to start working on yourself. What you can do is, yeah, you have try to build some momentum because then if you can kind of build into taking more care of yourself. But one thing I find that is really helpful is just pressing play on a YouTube motivation channel, like anything like Mel Robbins is one of my favorites. Tony Robbins is good. Um, Gabby Bernstein, any of those kind of self-help junkies, as we like to say, they are great. There's so many great motivation montages. You have a playlist on your YouTube. Yeah, I do have a playlist if you want to check out mine. I have about 20 of my favorites that I just saved on YouTube. And what's your YouTube channel where we can find that? It is just Julie Stenner, YouTube. Just started that. It's fun. (laughs) So picking up on that and motivation breeding action or action uh, generating motivation, if you, when you start working with new clients, for example, people that maybe have never exercised before or really ever taken care of their physical fitness or it's been a really long time, And it's approaching those first steps, getting involved, starting this again in the midst of probably a separation, a divorce, a really stressful time in their lives. What are the best first steps for starting into physical activity again? I think there's a few things. It depends on the personality and the personality type and and what their, their history is. But I think one thing is you don't need to jump in. I'm planning on seven days a week and these great, big, crazy workouts. Just start small. Start manageable. If it's only five minutes a day, if it's 10 minutes a day, start there and then build. Because what where we find people burn out is when they jump in too quick. Because either they say, you know, you always ask, how much time do you have to do this? How much time do you want to commit to this? And they'll say, I have as much time as it takes. But you don't, right? So, you know, people need to really look at it and say, look, like, look, realistically, right now I have 10 minutes a day. Or 10 minutes, five days a week. Great. Let's do 10 minutes, four days a week. And then we'll add that fifth day or we'll add, make it 12 minutes or 15 minutes. So I think just start small and, and build that way. And the other thing is to really bring down the barriers of what it takes to create that healthy habit, whether it's fitness, whether it's having a gratitude practice, you know, whatever it is. So one of the things we speak to our clients about is, is habit stacking. And so, you know, you know, every morning, a lot of us get up and have our coffee. 
And so if I get up and have my coffee, and for example, I have my journal there with a pen on it, then I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write out what I'm, I'm grateful for. Or if I have it on top of my computer. So I open up my computer to work and my journal's there with a pen, I can write it down. Right? So bring down those barriers so, so you can do it. If, if it's about working out, something we still do to this day is, you know, we have our, our shoes laid out with our workout clothes. Everything we need is set up. The night you know, before. The night before. So there's no, like, no deviations possible yeah. in the morning. And, and if it's going to be a big workout, I have my water bottles filled on the bike. I have my bananas ready to go. Like, there's no, I don't have to think. Totally anything. automated process. Totally automated. Yeah. Because as soon as there's a barrier, even for us, it's not getting done. It, it's just not. Yeah, totally it, make it automatic, just like you said. And it just... I mean, it sounds easier than it is, but but just having your clothes, just getting up early, if that's what you choose to do, and having your clothes set out, ready to go, and if you like to have a coffee in the morning, whatever, having that all ready, it just makes it so much easier to get out of bed, especially on those cold, dark winter mornings. Yeah, because mornings that we don't prep the espresso machine the night before, I don't get out of bed in the morning to work out. Like, I'll be honest. I, like, wake up and I'm like... Oh, but I'd have to make the espresso too. That's a whole other 90 seconds. No, not happening. Done. And I go back to bed. So, you know, keep it small, keep it manageable, and then just break down those barriers. So whatever the, the, the hiccup is, you know, or whatever the roadblock is, how can we make habits around it so that we can make it as easy as possible to, to get it done? And have a group that you're accountable to. That's a huge piece. I think that a lot of people miss is that having that accountability group. So having just knowing that someone is going to be there and it's not necessarily live. We do do some live stream workouts and that we do have that coming too on our app down the road. But even just having, just knowing that someone's going to be in that accountability group waiting for you to share your win for that day or your workout for that day. So just knowing that you have to show up for you and someone else, it yeah. just makes it so much easier. Shared experience. So I think one thing that uh, our clients certainly feel as they're going through a separation or divorce is that they've lost control. So they've lost uh, certainty. They've lost something, a relationship, a marriage that some months or years prior, everything was normal. Now things are not normal because everything's come apart. And I think touching on some of the themes you guys have talked about, one thing you can have control over is yourself, your physical well-being, your mental well-being. Um, and certainly, I think, taking control of that routine. So in terms of, like you say, getting out of bed, doing something, even if it's a small step, Personally, from both of your perspective, because uh, you're, I would say, advanced athletes. If I'm not, I, I'm you're advanced athletes. There's no question about it. Do do you still get that same sense of satisfaction out of I have control over this process? I have control over that Everesting triathlon that I'm trying to pursue. And maybe talk a little bit about the benefits you even derive as advanced athletes from the control you have over your own life by pursuing those things. I feel like, yes, it, we do. I feel like the control definitely helps us feel, helps me feel more well and healthy. But I feel like a lot of times we take it for granted too. Like we, it's just such a process that you don't want to ever take for granted, but it's such, it's automatic. And I feel like we kind of just get in that routine. But then once you miss a day or two, 
that's when you really notice like, okay, this is where this is where I'm missing, I need to get back on my motivation train and get back going again. Yeah, and I think in terms of having that control, I think what really helps with control is having a goal. Because that lets you reverse engineer where you want to get to. And that gives you control. So if your goal is whether it's to make X amount of dollars or have a certain fitness goal or whatever it is. And you cut your debt, whatever it is. Yeah. Debt, it doesn't matter, right? And you say, okay, by in yeah. six months, I want to cut my debt by, debt by X percent. And then you can take steps backwards. And so every day I need to do this. I need to do this and create a checklist, right? You know, these are the three things I need to do every day. And if I get nothing else done that day, as long as I do these three things, that's going to help pay down my debt or reach that goal, whatever it may be. And I think that really helps give people control because, um, you know, they can see themselves checking it off every day and they know they're getting closer. Mm-hmm. I think where I find I don't have control is when I don't have a goal. I don't know what I'm working towards because then how can I have control? If I have a good workout or a bad workout, it doesn't really matter, right? I don't get that same sense of control, but when I have a goal and a target and I've reverse engineered how to get there, I think that breeds that sense of, of, of control. And there's a great book on this by Bo Eason. And I forget what it's called, but the main theme is be a player, not a fan. And what he talks about is, you know, really knowing where you want to go, go in life and then reverse engineering how you're going to get there and have a plan. Because otherwise, we don't have control because we don't know where we're going. And life just takes us, we're like a boat in the ocean with, with no power. The Life just takes us where it wants to. And we don't have that control. So I think having a goal breeds control. And I think maybe that... Maybe I'm answering for you, but that's Please. where the the Everesting Triathlon came from because this year we were both gearing up to do the World Triathlon in Edmonton. It's an international race. Not not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's been canceled two years in a row. We were like, okay, we were training for something and now we're not. What are we doing? And there's not many races to go for. So that's where Kevin's kind of come, I think, where you've kind of come up with this. <laughs> Tell us about what an Everesting triathlon is. So I've made it up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Everesting in, in the endurance world wow. is you pick, it started in cycling, you pick one hill and you repeat the same hill in the same ride as many times as it takes to, to reach the elevation of Everest. So I did that last spring and last summer I did a half Everesting running. So same hill, up and down running as many times as it took to get to base camp, we called it. And that got me thinking of, I wonder how far the human body can go, my specifically mine. And so I'm doing this as a fundraiser for a local nonprofit, Two Wheel View, and they help uh, youth with some emotional, social learning, confidence, teamwork, uh, using the bicycles as a tool. And so what I'm going to do is a, a 10K swim, followed by a 10,000-meter Everesting on the bike, because 10,000 is a nicer number than 8,890 or whatever Everest is now, and then 10,000-meter um, Everesting on the run. So I think it'll be about 50 hours. Um, but, you know, I just I like to have those goals. This, granted, is a, a, a silly one. A stupid one, some may say, but I think it's for a good cause, and and I'm excited to to try it. So I want to loop back on that 
on what you just mentioned, Darren touched on it a little bit, the process of goal setting and determining what goals are important. Because there's lots of things you could choose to do. How do you determine what you're going to do? How do you set your time frames and then approach those pieces? I'll let Julie speak about this because she's the the captain, I think, of the house and, and really holds me to task on it. But it's something we do twice twice a year and we'll probably do to reevaluate now but i'll let you yeah so this is more kind of all-encompassing not specifically sports so we have our goal is to do it quarterly but so we break it down into categories so we have should have the sheet (laughs) so we we have like travel we have wealth we have Health. um, health we have our girls we have um what else is in there? Now I'm forgetting. Um, but basically what we want to do, you break it down into all those individual areas and then you choose two or three attainable goals within those areas. And then you say who you're going to be accountable to. So we write that down. Usually it's us. So we tell our family, uh, what are the two immediate steps you're going to do for that? And then what we're going to do in the recheck. So, I mean, it's kind of a vague overview of goal setting but that's one thing that we do and then one thing that i do personally that kevin does not do is that every single day i write out my 10 huge goals like massive goals i write them out and as i achieve them like some of them are like wow you're never gonna get this it just seems crazy and then all of a sudden and i always write it as if as if i've already done it so like for example i went to the world triathlon championships done so you write it down as if it's already happened that way you kind of trick your brain into that positive momentous thinking that it's easy it almost makes it easier to achieve and it's always on the forefront of your brain so those are the we do the the kind of quarterly and then i do the 10 goals every single day write it down in the journal every day and then the one thing out of all those goals that i'm going to work on that day because otherwise it gets too overwhelming just choose one and then we also write down the challenges for the goals and a time frame in which to, oh, yeah. to to try and achieve them. And I think the other thing people need to do when they do goal setting is celebrate the one the ones that they've accomplished and take time to think about, you know, what did I do in the last year or quarter or whatever it is that I always dreamed of doing and now I've done it, I've achieved that. So maybe it's, you know, being out of debt, maybe it's buying a new car, maybe it's running a 5k, whatever it is, you know, take time to recognize all the goals that you've achieved and all those dreams you had five years ago. How many of them have you actually achieved? A hell of a lot. If you sit down and think about it, right? Yeah. You got to celebrate. And you got to celebrate that. Yeah. And every week too, like I write down in my journal, all the wins, celebrate all the wins, even though even a tiny win that you might not even think is a win. It's a win. Write it down and celebrate it. The last question I, I want to ask is, um, it's specifically about stress. Uh, and it's a selfish question in a way, because I'm curious for my own life. Being a lawyer, Kevin, as you know, and Julie as well, having a lawyer as a husband, we do have a stressful job. Um, and that comes in a lot of different ways. It can come from an unpredictable work schedule, 
Uh, it can come from unpredictable court documents that are served on my office that I now have to respond to. There's unpredictability. There's high pressure demands from clients, maybe the firm that you're, you're working at. Um, our listeners can probably find similarities in their own life, stress from not only their separation, but other facets of their life. And it seems to me very difficult, and I, I know I'm not alone in this, very difficult to motivate myself to go do anything when I'm super stressed because the stress has made me feel like I've run a marathon that day, let alone going and doing the training. And it's just a mindset thing, I, I think. But um, what I'm really curious about is ways that, like stress management tips uh, in particular, like ways we can address stress proactively in a healthy way, overcome stress. Um, because if, if you're doing what I've described, which is I now want to sit on the couch and maybe have a pop or a beer, whatever, I, you know, I'm not, and I'm not doing the training. That's not, I know that that's not the best uh, course of action for myself. So how do you sort of deal with stress management uh, from, because, and, and as a total aside, you guys are super busy yourselves. Uh, you have two kids, you're, you're both professionals and you're doing this podcast and all this other stuff. Clearly you're managing stress adequately. Uh, so tell us the secret. <laughs> okay. I get, there's so many, it's multifaceted. So the first thing I'll go, I'll kind of zero in and say, when you're really struggling to get motivated to work out, one thing you can think of is think how good you're going to feel after. If you can kind of skip through the whole exercise piece and just go to, okay, this is how I'm going to feel after. I feel like that could be a part to, to getting through the breakthrough, the motivation, but going back to the stress. So hugely nutrition, nutrition and sleep. So uh, those are probably okay. two yeah. big things like nutrition. We didn't even talk about, but we are so nutrition focused in our family. And I feel like if nutrition suffers, everything suffers. Yeah. So meal planning, healthy meals, like that's a huge priority for us. That's super, it's super interesting. And I don't want to cut you off, but I mean, I've read a lot about this. So Rich Roll uh, famously uh, went to a plant-based diet. Uh, he's a super extraordinary athlete, uh, endurance runner. How much realistically shifting your diet I mean, because I saw Kevin eat a few donuts at law school. I know he wasn't always. Uh, I can vote for that as well. He that was ten years ago now, but I can vote for that as well. You promise you wouldn't tell. He will eat anyone with a table. Yeah, he. No, it's a yeah. So yeah, I know. So so you've noticed a a drastic change with changing nutrition. So tell tell us about that. I mean, I think Julie's always had a very strong diet, and you know, I don't, I can, but I don't want to really necessarily come here and tell people what I think they should eat and shouldn't because everyone's different. Everyone, you know, it's a whole can of worms, but I think it's, you know, really going back to, to basics. If you drink lots of water, if you eat lots of fruit and vegetables, you're not going to be that hungry for all the other, you know, chips and, 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 and alcohol and, and sugar. And one thing we've tried to do is, um, you know, realistically, you see these fad challenges, and we've tried them all because it's somewhat fun for us. But, you know, there's some, you know, no cheap meals or no sugar or no caffeine or alcohol for 75 days. And so people do that. And then what we find is they have like really bad bounce backs, and they just like eat everything they can. 
you know, all the unhealthy things they're depriving themselves of. So, you know, realistically, if you can just have, if you, you know, if you have to choose between, let's say the three vices people have alcohol, you know, snacks, i.e. chips and, and refined sugars, if you can have at most one of those, like none of those a day is, is best, but if you can at least limit it to one. So if you're going to have a beer after work, you're not having it with chips and chocolate, right? If you're having a piece of cake at a, at a party, you're not having a bunch of, of wine to go with it. And I mean, it's, it's a small, a small thing, but just those steps and you don't need to take drastic action. It's just being mindful of what you're eating. And I'm really not making sense right now, but you know, it just goes back to those first principles, lots of water, lots of fruit, lots of vegetables, um, and if, when you're going to have a treat, you know, just have one. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think that's really simple for people to get their head around. People try and get caught up. And this is a trigger for me with, you know, fastings and ketos and this fasting. and that. And I just lose it. I'm like, just like, I'm not saying those are bad, but I'm just saying like, eat your fruit and vegetables and drink lots yeah. of water, you know, and get enough protein. Uh, we take it from 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 plant based sources primarily, but you know whatever it is, just take enough you know good quality protein. Like, and those are the basics. And I think where people struggle is it's all the other stuff, right? It's all the the chips and pop and donuts and, and things like that. So you know if you can just have that the basics and then really be cognizant of of the extra stuff you're putting in. You know, I think that makes a huge difference for people huge like when i cut down on my sugar intake like my anxiety went way down and it's more it's a lifestyle like you never want to you have if you're going to start a new way of eating you don't want to you have to see yourself doing it for every day for the rest of your life that's what i always tell my clients they're like oh i want to do intermittent fasting i was like okay are you going to do that forever so if you're not don't do it don't do it for three weeks to lose five pounds and then, cause you're just going to rebound. So those are the worst <laughs> possible things you can do. Intermittent fasting has its place. Um, won't get into that, but definitely choose something for the long haul yeah. for your lifestyle. And generally as a rule, like this is not for everyone. Not everyone can do this, but we try to make as much from scratch as we can if it's in a package, it generally is not in our house. Like that, we try to keep anything packaged. Like, you know, that old saying at the grocery store, go around the perimeter. That's essentially how we tend to eat and how we teach our clients to eat. So of course you're going to have treats here and there, but if you can, if you can keep it to the the veggies, the protein yeah. and yeah, the fruits. And, and I think, you know, another, another way is people don't really know what they're eating. And so at the end of the day, like, oh, I did pretty well today. And, but really they forget all the snacks. So the, so people say, write, write down what you eat in a day. That's a lot of work. We write enough. Just take a picture. We all have phones in our, our pockets. You know, every, every meal or every snack. You can even post it to Instagram. You can do this in our app too. You can yeah. take a yeah. picture of okay. everything <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. And then you don't have to, but just and take, send it to me so I can analyze it. <laughs> but just take a picture on your phone and just do it for a couple of days and you'll realize your patterns. You're like, oh, I forgot every day at three o'clock, I go and get a coffee from the break room and also eat a handful of chocolate covered almonds or, or whatever it is. But, you know, and don't do it for a month because that's onerous and you're going to stop, but just for a couple of days, take pictures of, yeah, for a, a week, week is good. pictures of everything you eat. And then, and then it, 
it, it teaches you what you're eating and when you're eating. And it. then you're like, oh, I'm going to have to take a picture of those donuts. I'm not going to eat them. Yeah. I do that a lot. <laughs> so every now and again, I'll like record everything. And I'll be like, I, I snack way less because I'm like, oh, I have to write that down. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And same so, thing with the food as well as the exercise. Like how think of how you want to feel. Like you know how crappy you yeah. feel after you eat chips. Just try to change, reverse your mind and think of that before you eat it, if you can. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But <laughs> just like try to think of how you want to feel. And then if if eating something, even an apple over a bag of chips, like, wow, that's such a big change for a lot of people. And just think how much better you're going to feel after that. One more thing before we move off, because I'm sure we spent way longer on this than you planned. You know, it's awesome. An easy hack at night. And I I use this often when I'm trying to get down to race weight is carbonated water. So bubbly or Perrier, San Pellegrino, it makes you feel fuller than you are. It takes longer to drink than just water. But it it, it kind of cuts those cravings because it, it just makes you feel more full than you are with the, the carbonation. So it's a nice uh, little mm-hmm. trick, I think, right yeah. before bed instead of me going to the pantry and eating. And if, if, you, if you love like your wine, your rosé at night, put it in a big wine, find your biggest wine glass and just put that sparkling water in there. Does the spot. Hits the spot every time. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, Rob, go ahead. I was just going to say, before we conclude, I, I do have one question. I was watching the latest episode of your podcast this morning, and you were talking about salted water or seasoned water. Uh, you were talking about pink Himalaya salt in water. P- please tell me more about this and the, and the benefits of seasoning your water. Okay. So I like that. I've never thought of it as seasoned water. So <laughs> <laughs> what you well, spicy. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. So after a long night of fasting, so what you, what essentially what you want your body to be is in a basic environment. So you want to, and having lemon water, it can be hot or cold and adding that Himalayan salt really helps to hydrate your body and keep it in that basic environment. So out of that acidic, because as soon as you introduce something like coffee or even pop, that right away turns your body into acidic. And it's not going to be great for your digestion, your mindset, your your gut brain access, all that stuff. So just having that, the lemon and just doesn't have to be much Himalayan salt, just a sprinkle. Lemon and salt, not just salt. Yeah, you have to have the lemon. Have that. Even okay. though lemon is acidic, once it hits your stomach, it it is basic. So you definitely want to have that um, mix with the salt and it really helps to hydrate your body. Try Fantastic. It. You Thank you. The salt. <laughs> Especially now in the heat, you really want to hydrate. Yeah. Increase. Let's uh, let's let's get everyone directed to your various social media pages and how to find you guys. So let us know. Let our listeners know how they can find you, folks. Can I say one thing first, Darren? If that's okay. Oh yeah. Find the ways to manage yes. stress and, and kind of still get that activity in. Okay, I'm all ears. And we talked about food mostly, but just really quick. <laughs> going back. Uh, I, I always want to hit on some, some, other, some other quick strategies for people besides sleep nutrition. You know, one is, is the habit stacking we talked about. That's really important. If you can get it done in the morning, that's great. If you can't, you know, how can you work it into your commute? 
So can you walk to work? Can you walk halfway, take the bus half of the way? Can you get off the bus a bit early? Can you park a kilometer away and, and walk in? There's tons of different ways you can be creative about fitting that in. You know, can you convince someone at lunch to always go for a 10-minute walk? Um, and the other thing is just start. So say, I don't feel like going for a run. That's great. Don't worry about it, Kevin. Just put your shoes on and go for a walk. Do it anyways. And just, and just start because sometimes you're not going to want to run, but you're walking. And so you keep that time, you know, um, for that for that daring time. Uh, and sometimes you'll just start walking, like, oh, I'll just run for a minute. And then that minute becomes two minutes or three minutes or five minutes. So um, I think the other way is just, you know, say it's okay. I'm not going to exercise. I'm just going to put my shoes on. I'm just going to go for a walk. And sometimes that right. walk trick myself. For a beautiful run. So I'm easily tricked. So that's, that's fine. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> I just wanted to, to go back and, and talk about that. No, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I did, but most certainly we did want to get everyone sort of funneled your way. So let, let so us know how find you. Yeah. Okay. Um, essentially, if you search Julie Stenner, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. And I just recently went over to TikTok to play around with TikTok. So I'm on nice. all those channels. And of course, the it's your One Life podcast. Yep. And your One Life podcast is uh, mindset focused. So kind of what we talked about today, but in, in more detail. And Julie also runs free groups on Facebook. So if you find her on Facebook, every month she does a three-day workshop on, on different things. Sometimes it's chilling and grilling, I think was last month. Yeah, Sometimes I've done it's- meal planning. I've done a huge one on vision, which is awesome. If people are looking, if they're kind of lost and want to find their vision. so. Yeah, and I'm uh, the Time Crunch Triathlete, primarily on Instagram, but also on Facebook, TikTok, and also uh, primarily on, on YouTube as well now. And that's focused on you know, kind of tips and tricks for the Time Crunch Triathlete. But the, the tips and tricks and learnings, I think, apply to any fitness level and whatever sport or activity, whether it's just walking to, you know, if you're an ultra marathon, or I think it applies to everyone. Well, Julie and Kevin Stenner, thank you both ever so much for being with us. It was a pleasure having you both uh, on our podcast. And I look forward to drinking that seasoned glass of water. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, This is Divorced and Done. We look forward to being with you again. Thank you ever so much. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you love this episode, and if you have friends who also want to maximize their one life, we would so appreciate if you like, comment, and share this with your friends so we can keep these episodes coming. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Julie Stenner and at KSTEN81. Or drop us a comment and a DM with your questions. We'd be happy to chat with you guys. As always, contact us at stennerfitness at gmail.com. And don't forget to maximize your one life. You're listening to the One Life Podcast by Stenner Fitness, where we share our tips, journey, and failings to help you maximize your one life.